Hello folks, Garth from Strength and Shreds. Today we're going to have a little chat about something called periodization. Something you've probably heard about before, but maybe not fully understood it. Uh, even the top strength conditioners don't necessarily agree 100% on what they think it is, in terms of definition and how to use it uh, to the best of its ability. So today we're going to kind of briefly go over some of the common concepts of what periodization is and how it can help you within your given chosen sport or activity whether that's a multi-directional sport, netball, football, rugby, whether you play cricket, whether it's a solo sport that you do, so whether you're a runner, a cyclist, a swimmer, or even a triathlete, periodization can, can really help you going forward within your sport. So what is periodization? Periodization has been described as the organization of training over long, medium, and short-term training schedules. Now, the purpose of this applied periodization is to ensure that you as an athlete can peak at the right time of your competitive year or training year. Now, that might be peaking once within a year. You might be hoping to peak twice in a year. For example, if you're a runner and you've got two big runs in that training 12-month period, you might want to peak in May and then again, you might want to peak in September. So you can either peak on an individual basis or, or biannually as well. Now, this is achieved by the manipulation of a few different factors, such as your training load, your training volume, your training frequency, and your training type. So four different things there. Load, volume, frequency, and type. Now, with the aim of the athlete reaching a state of peak supercompensation. All this supercompensation word means is that it helps you to supercompensate, which means you go above and beyond of your baseline measures of where you started your training. Now, there are a few considerable number of key factors which favour certain periodization models, such as the athlete's chosen sport, the number of competitions, like we just said, uh, per year, and the athlete's overall training status. So are they an absolute beginner in exercise? Are they classified as an intermediate trainer? Or are they actually very bloody good and they're at the elite stage? So you've got to consider what their training age or their training ability where are they at that starting point? Now, there's different, many different types of periodization models. We've got, to name a few, we've got linear, we've got modified linear, undulating, concurrent, cybernetic. And there's actually one there that you can combine some of these as well, which some sports do combine their periodization models. And rugby can be a really good example of this, where players will start with modified linear periodization during the pre-season later on to move on to undulated periodizations once they start their season and once they start playing games. So in essence, what we have here with periodization is that it helps us to organize our training. It helps us to be the best we can be in a given time frame. It helps us as a human being to supercompensate, so again, go above and beyond our baseline measures for an event or time frame. And it helps us to stress the body and it also allows us to recover from the stress. And if that stress is adequate, if it's strong enough, if it's hit that sweet spot and then you recover from it, then we get better, we get stronger. And this is nothing new, but we need to manipulate it in the correct manner in order for us to achieve optimally for our sport. And you might read in texts and websites where periodization is broken into segments. Such terminology such as microcycles, which helps to explain what a week's worth of training is. So a microcycle is within a week. Then you've got your mesocycle, which can incorporate a number of weeks. 
and or months, so it can be weeks and months. And then the biggest one, which is your macro cycle, which looks at your whole of your training year. And with the macro cycle, you can see what you're going to be doing at certain months and weeks, when you're going to be doing it, and how you're going to do it. And if we look at Matt Vieb's work back in 1964 and his traditional theory of the macro cycle, divided into three different segments, you've got the prep phase, the competition phase, and the transition phase. And if we look at that first element, that prep phase, also known as the off-season, we find that we have a gradual increase in training load while simultaneously reducing our training volume. So it starts with more general work and gradually but slowly migrates to a more specific way of training, so it becomes more sport-specific. He later talks about the competition phase, which follows the prep phase, which involves the athlete to peak for every physical quality that they require for their chosen sport. So if we look at a footballer, for example, we're looking for them to peak in their acceleration over 10 metres and 30 metres. We're looking for them to peak for their change of direction, so the sidestepping ability. We're looking for them to peak for their repeated sprint ability. Now, these are just to, to name a few that a footballer requires. And then after this competition phase, we enter that transition phase. Now, the transition phase mostly focuses on the regeneration and recovery of an athlete. We can't stay up there all of the time. We have to come down at some point, recover and rejuvenate. And this transition phase involves reduced training loads and volumes, recovery and rejuvenation, like we said. But the athlete is still required to train whilst allowing each bodily system to, re to kind of fully replenish and recover. So they're still training, but not at the same level as the prep phase or the competition phase. It's time to recover. And if we ignore these phases of training, some athletes can be guilty of going too big too soon, or early to ripe or early to rotten as they say, meaning they've not spent adequate amount of time building the foundations an athlete actually requires to progress successfully onto the next phase of training. And equally, some athletes spend too much time in that prep phase, building their foundations without actually realizing that there's other phases of training that can help them perform optimally. They will improve in the prep phase, but not to the best of their potential. So again, if we look at that rugby player, they might get strong during the prep phase or the off season, but then they fail to transfer that strength into power. Now, the more powerful you get, the faster you become as an athlete and as a rugby player. And if we look at a triathlete, they may perform far too many long rides building their endurance tank and that engine, but not perform enough speed sessions. Yes, they can ride and run all day, but at a slow pace. Slow doesn't get you to that top 10% finish. So with that rugby player, they've saturated their strength quality without even delving into their power quality. The triathlete, they've saturated their aerobic system and barely touched and manipulated their anaerobic system. If you're an amateur within your chosen sport or activity, like myself, let's say you're an endurance athlete, you might want to look at linear periodization and or modified linear periodization. In contrast, if you are a sports person, you play a multi-directional team sport, you might want to have a look at, or well, start with linear periodization and then migrate to undulated model of periodization. If you require help or assistance with your programming or with your training, please head over to my website, which is strengthandshred.co.uk 
and get in touch. Thanks for listening.